Hey friend, you're listening to Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. I did an episode two weeks ago about analysis paralysis and how to make decisions when you feel absolutely stuck and unsure what to do because you're not sure if your motivations are motivated by your higher self or if your motivations are motivated by fear, lack, and scarcity. I just re-listened to that episode and realized that I said, and I still stand by this, yet there's always more to the story. I said in that episode, when you feel stuck with analysis paralysis and have trouble making decisions, It could be because you are not sure if it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. And then I did this entire episode about finding your toward motivation. I still stand by that episode. It was a great episode to help you understand whether your motivations are coming from love or fear. Yet there's more to the story when it comes to feeling stuck and unable to make a decision. It could be that you're not sure if your motivations are toward or away from. Yet there's another very common reason why people get stuck and unable to make a decision. And that's what I wanted to to go over with you today is what that other reason could be that you have inner conflict. Inner conflict is when we feel stuck at an impasse because one side of the path looks great but maybe has some bad things. The other side of the path looks great, but has some bad things. And we're not sure which path to take because both seem appealing or both seem unappealing. And we feel inner conflict. Sometimes we want to go to the right. Sometimes we want to go to the left. When we experience this, it can often be very confusing. Like, okay, does it just depend on my mood? Like whatever my mood is that day, then I decide to go to the right. But then other times I'm in this other mood where I feel like going to the left or sometimes maybe I feel like a different part of myself wants to go to the right, but a different part of myself wants to go to the left and I'm stuck. Okay, this in NLP and neuro-linguistic programming is actually called a part of you. So parts is when I feel maybe like two different people sometimes. This is very, very common, okay? And actually comedians have jokes about this. Like, have you ever heard that joke about 
you want to have all your friends over for a birthday party, but you feel like you have to explain to your one group of friends why you behave differently in front of this other group of friends. And then one comedian, I wish I could remember who it was or where I heard this, but he was like, and then you explain to one group of friends like, okay, so just ignore my Irish accent when my, when my work colleagues come in and my delivery is horrible. But the point is, this is a very common phenomenon. People know about this right? Behaving differently in different groups of people or feeling like you're someone else. This is something that I personally struggled with growing up is like I had my church friends who I would behave one way around. Then I had my school friends who I'd behave like a different way around. Then I had my skating group of friends and around them I was really shy and intimidated. But then with my theater friends, I was really outgoing and funny Okay, what is this actually? Well, I'm sure there's different terms or different levels of this, but what I'm going to explain today is the deepest level of parts. Parts is when I am not one whole congruent aligned person everywhere I go. It's when I feel a different personality in one area of my life than I do in another. That could be one explanation of parts. Another explanation of parts is I'm feeling like I want this, but only part of the time part. I'll give you a more concrete example. Part of the time I want a relationship part of the time. I don't want a relationship. This isn't, I'm not talking about the current version of myself, but that's just an example. Another example might be part of the time. I want to be an entrepreneur part of the time. I want a full-time job. Now, this is pretty natural to sometimes want something and sometimes not want something. If you've ever been in a relationship where part of the time you're like, I love this relationship, I love this person, it's great. Or part of the time you're like, why am I with this person? Why am I putting up with this? Why are we here? I don't know. I feel wishy-washy. I feel fickle. You are dealing with a part. Now, let me explain what parts actually is. Let me define it for you because I've given you a lot of the scenarios of how you can recognize it. Let's talk about what it is. So parts is the NLP word that was given to explain a fracture in the neurology that creates its own values system. What does that mean actually? Well, imagine this. Imagine if you draw a circle on your paper And that circle represents someone's psyche, someone's neurology, someone's personality, someone's whole self. And then something bad happens. It could be trauma or it could just be something bad happens where I am or the person is triggered into fight or flight and they have to make some decisions based on safety or protection. Well, If their whole value system isn't going to allow them to make the decision they need to make or that their unconscious mind feels that they need to make to keep them safe and protected, it will create a separate identity. It will create a circle inside the whole. And this other circle creates a value system that will allow the person everything they need in this dangerous scenario. 
Okay. So let me give you a real situation. Uh, let, I, I hate using extreme examples because I never know who's listening. and I don't want anyone to be triggered into trauma. You're free from that. You're free from that. This is just an example. Let's use a house fire though. And you're totally safe. You're totally okay. This is just an example and you're free from it. If a young person, a child, let's say, is at home and they're like happy and go lucky and free and they never have felt in danger before. And then there's a house fire and this child feels terrified. They feel scared. They feel not safe. Um, maybe the child has to take control of the situation because a parent has passed out or something. Well, the psyche, what will the psyche will do is fracture and create a part that is empowered, powerful, in control, taking control of the situation in order to what have safety and protection. So this child maybe springs into action and they call 911 and they listen to their parents' heartbeat and they, they perform CPR. Okay, this is just a made up example. But that part, what was the purpose of that part? Safety, protection, uh, control, power. Great, it served its purpose. Everyone survives, okay? So thank you, thank you Psyche for allowing that to happen. Well, years later, maybe this part manifests itself and this person who is one person, but they have a split in their psyche, they feel like sometimes they're in control and they have power and maybe sometimes they feel powerless. They don't have power and they kind of go in and out of being this very powerful dominating personality or this not powerful uh, maybe, maybe my word for that would be maybe feeling weak or powerless. And depending on where they are, sometimes they feel powerful or sometimes they feel weak, scared, and not safe given their past trauma. That's an extreme example uh, that was a trauma-based example just to help you understand where parts derive. They derive from necessity. Now, so this is what else is going to blow your mind. This is, I'm not talking about one or 2% of the population that have this phenomenon occur. I'm actually talking about probably more like 80 to 90% of the population have this at some level. Now we can scale this. Okay. I gave you an extreme example, but any time, and I do mean any time, when I'm experiencing a client that has any inner conflict at all, and trust me, most people have had inner conflict at one point in time and another. And inner conflict, how do we recognize inner conflict? Inability to make decisions. Sometimes I want to do this. Sometimes I want to do that. Okay, that's inner conflict. Inner conflict is based in this, uh, in, in parts. It's based in the neurology being fractured in creating a new identity that serves a purpose. Now, in order to understand this even further, I'd like to remind you of what values are. I've talked about this on many, many episodes. Values are the things that we hold most important around an area or subject. So if I were to say to you, let's take career. Okay, let's say you're sitting in session with me and I wanna find out what your unconscious career values are. I could do a value elicitation and I could say, what's important to you about 
career, what's important to you. And then we just make a list. Now I'm not looking for paragraphs. I'm not even looking for sentences. I want one word answers. So fill in the blank. What's important to you about work? Um, and then I have people that would sit down and say something like uh, making this up on the spot. What's important to me about work uh, is money, colleagues, friendships, support, community, having a voice, feeling heard, feeling seen. Uh, I want to be able to have leadership in my career. I want to be able to have opportunities, growth, choice. Okay, so this is a list of values, just one word answers that represent maybe an attitude or belief. So I take that list of values. Great. Now let's do health and fitness. What's important to you about health and fitness? Ooh, longevity, feeling strong, feeling sexy, living longer, having more energy. Oh, great. So those are your values around health and fitness. Why am I going off on this tangent? Because when I'm experiencing someone with parts, they will give me two completely different lists in the same area of life, depending on which personality shows up to the call. So, and I know this sounds really, really extreme, but I promise you it's not. Most people, when I'm explaining this concept, their brain goes straight to the most extreme answer of like, you're talking about multiple personalities, disorders or dissociative disorder. No, 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 no. Yes, in a way, because that is the most extreme answer, but I'm talking about everyday people that just struggle to make a decision. They, uh, they struggle with understanding what thing they value the most because sometimes they value X and sometimes they value Y. Okay. I'll give you, um, I'll give you another example of where inner conflict might arise given someone's conflicting values system. So let's say I sit down with somebody and, um, let's use, uh, money. Okay. Let's use money. As this example, I'm doing a values elicitation around somebody's money stuff. And the first time I sit down with them, I say, what's important to you about money? And they say, oh, what's important to me about money is having choices and freedom and adventure and being able to travel and being able to buy groceries and also be able to go out to dinner. Like I love the finer things in life. I want to go to the theater. I want to spend money on going to the movies. I want to spend money on conveniences. I want to spend money on a housekeeper, right? Like we just make a list. And then the next day without doing any work or anything, I sit down with the person asking the same thing, but their mood has shifted. And I'll say, what's important to you about money? And they say things like safety, uh, security, knowing that I'm not going to be in debt, knowing that I'm not going to be homeless, knowing that I'm not going to be on the street. Um, I guess a sense of control because I don't want to feel out of control. Uh, okay. Well, my, in my experience of this person, they're showing up completely differently in this one area of life. What can I gather? What information do I gather from this person? Uh, one time I sat down and was talking to the whole complete circle. And the next time when I sat down, I was talking to the mini circle inside the circle, the part, the part that was created for safety and protection for whatever reason could have been trauma or maybe not your definition of trauma, but maybe something happened where this person needed that part to come out and take over. That's what we're dealing with when we're dealing with 
inner conflict. Now, why am I explaining this to you? What is important for you to know about this? Other than, you know, if you just want to become a coach or something and you just find this information fascinating, (laughs) which I do obviously find this information fascinating, but besides head knowledge, what could you do with this information? What I want you to do with this information is actually look at your life and look at where in your life right now, are you struggling to make a decision? This could be a big decision or a small decision, or sometimes it feels like a big decision. And sometimes it feels like a small decision. I'll give you some examples. The most common examples of where I experience inner conflict in people, they're not sure which career to choose. They're not sure what to major in, in college. They're not sure what relationship to be in or not be in. They want to be in this relationship. They don't want to be in this relationship. They, I deal with this a lot, just kind of my niche. They want to start a business. They don't want to start a business. Well, when we're dealing with inner conflict like this, it's important for you to notice it first. Awareness is the number one step. Oh my gosh, I'm struggling to make a decision. I don't know what to do. I have inner conflict. Once you recognize that you have inner conflict, you must get curious about the innermost part of you that wants safety and security. Because there's a part of you that feels safe and secure and like, let's do it. Starting my own business is going to be awesome. And then maybe they're in your free from this, just an example. Maybe there's another part that's like, oh, it doesn't feel safe. It doesn't. So why do I constantly feel like I want to do this one day and not want to do this the next day? Parts. Now, how we deal with this uh, as a coach, as an NLP coach, I'm not talking about how therapists or psychotherapists deal with this. Okay. They're going to have a different answer. I am certified in neuro-linguistic programming, and that's what I can speak to. In neuro-linguistic programming, what we do is we do a process called parts integration. And in this process of parts integration, what's happening is I'm speaking to a part. We, me and the client are speaking to the part. I know it sounds super woo woo crazy and it works. We're speaking to the part to figure out what is its highest intention is. In other words, why does this part exist? Is it safety and security that created this part? And then that's usually the lowest intention, safety, security. It's usually the need, the reason why it it exists. And then we need to find out its highest intention. This is a positive intention. And usually these highest intentions sound like love, peace, power. Um, They sound like abundance, healing. Whatever that highest intention is, I have no idea. Until I sit down with a client. The lowest intentions are usually the same safety, protection, security. Those are usually always the same. It's the highest intention that I'm really usually not ever sure until we get there. Once the par is able to express its highest intention, love, abundance, freedom, what will happen is the part will realize (laughs) this is so trippy because it works every time the part of this person will realize that its highest intention is the same as the whole. Okay, so remember I said I elicit values from the whole and then I elicit values from the part? Well, same thing when I'm integrating. 
I elicit the intentions, the purposes of the part, and then I elicit the intentions, the purposes of the whole. And once we get to the highest one, it matches and the part goes, oh, I can actually integrate into the whole because we want the same thing. I know this is, it's hard for me to explain this as a coach. Like why would a person say we want the same thing? Doesn't that sound like we're talking about something extreme, like a multiple personality disorder sounds extreme. It's not extreme. It's not at all extreme. We're talking about this happens so often with people who feel stuck and they feel conflicted. Well, what you deserve to get to the bottom of when you're feeling conflicted is what is the intention of the part that wants safety and security? If you can figure that out, your part can actually integrate into the whole and it can say, oh, I want love and abundance. So does my whole And then if you can take that same picture of a small circle that exists, right? The part that exists inside of the larger circle inside of the whole, what happens is when we're doing this process, imagine me taking some scissors and cutting the small circle so that it opens up and kind of merges backward into the whole circle until it disappears. Then. This same person who's been struggling and struggling and struggling to make a decision because they're in and out of their part, in and out of their part, in and out of their part. And then I say, what do you want to do about becoming an entrepreneur? And they say, oh my gosh, I'm going to do it. Literally seconds after doing this process. Or I say, what do you want to do about that relationship? And they'll just know. They're like, oh, I want to end the relationship. Or, oh, I want to make, I want to make this work. And here's how. They have access to the tools to fix their own problems once the conflict is gone. So I know you're wondering, okay, great. Um, This is all amazing head knowledge. What do I do with this if I'm struggling to make a decision? Okay, I'm going to tell you what you can do on your own. But first of all, I always recommend that you contact a therapist or a life coach. I just have to say that. Because as somebody who's doing this work, of course, I'm an advocate for it. Of course, I believe in it. And I believe that that is going to give you the most powerful results. However, I'm also going to give you some tools that you can start applying. So the first, what what do most people do? By the way, do you know the answer to this? You do because you've done it in your past. You make a pros and cons list, (laughs) right? And what Ben Franklin's advice was, because he kind of invented this whole pros and cons list thing, was he's like, wait everything. So give everything on the pros list, give every itemized piece of information a number. So if entrepreneurship, maybe the pro is work for myself, you would like literally give that a number uh, seven. And then on the cons list, you have like risky and then you give it a number five and then you add up all those numbers and which side has the most numbers. And that's what you should do. Uh, That only gets you so far because there's, you're not dealing with the root of the problem. You get an answer, you get a mathematical equation. Oh, yet aren't those numbers kind of all arbitrary? And then what if you know what you're supposed to do, but you still have inner conflict? Well, that's because the pros and cons list only takes you so far. It gives you some conscious awareness of what values are in conflict. So 
Yes, you can make a pros and cons list. In fact, this is actually where I suggest that people start. But it's not to get them to the conclusion of what they should do. It's actually to give them awareness as to what the conflict is. <laughs> That's it. That's the only reason why I'd ever assign this pros and cons list to a client. Okay, make a pros and cons list. And then they do it. And I'm like, great. Now let's look at what's on one side and what's on the other. Because what I'm getting curious about, what's on their pros and cons list is where is the inner conflict? What is the inner conflict about? And a pros and cons list can tell me a lot. So if on their pros, let's say on their cons list, they have not safe or they have guilt or they have resentment or they have no freedom. I'm like, this is all information for me as far as what's coming up for you around this decision. So yes, step one, make a pros and cons list. Step two, look at the words on your cons list. What is this con telling you about your conflict? What is this con telling you about your conflict? So if you're looking at your cons list and you have on there words like risky, then you know you can go deeper by asking uh, what, how is it a problem? How is risk a problem? How does it make me feel when I think about risk? So you take your pros and cons list, you look at the cons and you go deeper by asking questions. I'll give you a couple questions that you can write out if you're really gonna do this. If you're really struggling with inner conflict, do this. So you look at your cons list and then you ask yourself, okay, what is coming up for me around guilt? How is guilt a problem? Okay, let's take another example. Risky. When I think about risk, what are my negative thoughts and emotions? When I think about risk, whose voice comes to mind? Whose voice comes to mind? This is a coaching question that allows me to tap into why this part exists. Now, if you're listening and you're not a coach, that might have gone over your head. So I'm going to break it down. If you have on your cons list risk, and then you ask yourself, whose voice comes to mind? And you, you get a parent like mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. Now you understand where that part's values came from. They're not your values. They actually belong to somebody else. So I'll give you an example. If mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, all, we're always talking about how risky entrepreneurship is and just get a nine to five because it's safe, because it's secure, because it provides, because it has healthcare. Then the part of you that doesn't want to be an entrepreneur has values that came from someone else. Those values belong to grandpa. Ha ha, is this making more sense? That's why it's called a part because it's not you. Think of it this way, okay? When people are like, there's this image of a devil on one side, right? Of the shoulder and an angel on the other side of the shoulder. And you're like, what should I do? What should I do? Well, more often the inner conflict is not good or evil. The inner conflict is I got mom on one shoulder and dad on the other shoulder. Mom would want me to do this. Dad would want me to do this. Or grandma would want me to do this, but grandpa would want me to do that. Our mom would want me to do this, but I really am struggling with what she believes because I value different things. 
So that's why when you're looking at your cons list, you're going to look at the words and you're going to say, whose voice is this that's talking to me? And then if you know intuitively, instinctively, your unconscious mind will answer you, then you can separate out what's important to grandpa. Where is he coming from on this issue? And you can ask, okay, for what purpose risk? For what purpose safety? For what purpose? So that's the next question. For what purpose will help you unpack the highest intention of that part, the highest intention of that voice, the highest intention of that value system, the highest intention of that intention of that circle will become highlighted to you. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, it was all this time. It was abundance was the highest intention of both working a nine to five and being an entrepreneur. That's just an example word. Every time I do this with somebody or from one client, it doesn't matter if it's, we're talking about one client and then a different client or even the same client, it's always going to be a different highest intention. So that's why it's really important to ask the questions. Once that light bulb goes off though, and you can see clearly, whoa, this inner conflict has the same intention. One part of me wants abundance. The other part of me wants abundance. It's the same you will have a shift and the conflict will start to dissipate. The conflict will start to feel smaller and smaller and smaller until it totally and completely disappears because you want the same things. Each part of you desires the same thing at the highest intention. So you have to get to that highest intention and then you can integrate to one wholeness inside and realize what is the next step forward. Once we integrate and get to the next step, usually when I ask the client, so what was the problem? Two things. They don't remember the problem because the part was the one that was conflicted and the part has integrated and is no longer there. Or they have tools and access to those tools in order to solve the problem. Okay, so I'll give you an example of what an outcome might sound like. I do this process with someone maybe who's not sure if they should quit their job or not. And at the beginning of the session, they're like, I just don't know what to do. Like a part of me wants to stay and a part of me wants to go. And then we do, I ask all the questions. We make the pros and cons list. We figure out where they have away from motivation. We figure out where they have need to have safety and protection. Then we ask for what purpose, for what purpose, for what purpose we get a highest intention and we integrate into one wholeness inside. The client will say, Oh, I actually want to stay at my job. I just need to have a conversation with my boss. Or they will say, oh, I'm ready to leave because I've had all the conversations in the world and nothing's changing here. But the, the conflict just dissolves because they're able to have access to the whole part of the psyche. I hope if nothing else, you have found this conversation today interesting and another thing that you can do with this information is if you're experiencing people who lie often, who lie often, or like maybe you're catching them in a lie, or sometimes they're like, it's that type of person where like, I never know which version of them I'm going to get. Like, am I going to get the, the version of them that's really fun and carefree? Or am I going to get the version of them that's really nervous and neurotic? Or am I going to get the version of them that's really mad and angry? 
if anyone's coming to mind right now and you're like, oh yeah, I have a person. I never know how they're going to show up. They have more of an extreme version of this part is going on. And so you get to decide, okay, what do I want to do with this information? I have this information now. This person has parts. Please do not use the word multiple personalities. That doesn't necessarily mean the same thing. Personal multiple personality disorder, which we don't even call it that anymore. It's called dissociative disorder. That is a label that comes from somebody else diagnosing that person. Do not diagnose, just observe. This person is showing up differently. This person may have parts. That's why we use the word parts because I'm not diagnosing anything. Okay, is this making sense? But once you have that clarity around someone, you get to decide, hmm, do I want to inform them that I'm experiencing them as having inner conflict? And maybe I want to send them a resource like this podcast, or maybe want to recommend a life coach to this person. Or now that I know that this person has parts, maybe I want to set up some healthy boundaries with this person. Maybe I want to figure out how I can respond when they show up a certain way. Because now you have more information and you're like, oh, it's completely unconscious. They're not meaning to show up differently every time. They're not meaning to cause you stress. They're not meaning to lie to you. People who are compulsive liars and when you talk to them, they like swear, they swear, they swear, they swear that they're telling you the truth. And they're like, I never said that. I never said that. I'm not talking about the person who's gaslighting, who knows what they're doing and who's choosing to lie. I'm not talking about that type of person. I'm talking about a type of person who really truly doesn't remember XYZ. They have no recollection of XYZ and they believe they're telling you the truth. They also have parts, whatever part of them acted or said or did X, Y, Z is not the same part that you're (laughs) currently interacting with. So I'm going to give you also some tools. If you're dealing with people that you're experiencing as having this parts problem, here's the most simplest question that will give you more information. I use it all the time in coaching sessions and nobody ever raises an eyebrow because their unconscious mind just hears me and starts responding. I never get any pushback when I ask this question. And it's this, can I please speak to the part of you that, can I please speak to the part of you that you fill in the blank. Now, As an outsider hearing me say that, you're like, well, that doesn't raise any red flags. No, it doesn't because automatically that person just responds. So I'll give you another example of when you could use this question. If you're experiencing somebody, let's say you have a friend that's like, ah, I'm so sick of, they're complaining about their boyfriend. Oh, I'm so sick of him. He's X, Y, Z. Like, I just don't know if I should leave or stay. You can say this. Can I please talk to the part of you that wants to leave? And then they'll give you all the reasons why they want to leave. And then you'll say, can I please talk to the part of you that wants to stay? And then they'll give you all the reasons why they want to stay. So that's just one example of like, you can actually pull out the personalities. That's not the right word, but the part that you want to experience in that moment. So let's say the example I gave of the person who's happy, go lucky and fun, but then sometimes they're neurotic and nervous. And they show up as neurotic and nervous and you're like, darn, I thought we were going to like hang out and have a fun time. You can actually say, 
can I please talk to the part of you that wants to have fun today? And they will shift almost immediately. They will shift because that part of the neurology that you're talking to will be like, yes. Again, I'm not talking about multiple personality disorder. I'm talking about most people have had some small version of an inner conflict that has created a part that has created its own value system. So have grace for these people, have wisdom around these people. What do I want to do with this information moving forward? Do I want to continue this relationship? How can I create boundaries with this person? Or if you're experiencing yourself as having a lot of inner conflict, you can do the tools that I gave you today, or you can reach out to your local life coach and set up a session and let them know. I have inner conflict. Can we work on that? I'd like to come to a, a clear decision and I'm having trouble with that. If you're experiencing inner conflict and you would like to set up a session with me, you can send me an email at coachrachelbailey at gmail.com. Uh, let me spell that for you. It's C-O-A-C-H, Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com. And we can set up a free consultation if you reach out to me before March 31st, 2023. If you're listening to this before March 31st, 2023, go ahead and shoot me an email and we can set up a free consultation. My regular price is $97, but this month it is free for the first 20 people that reach out to me. Okay, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope you learned something. I hope that you feel empowered to integrate into the one wholeness inside and to live your best life because you are the one in the driver's seat. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.